Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. John, what's going on, my brother? Hi, Gentry. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm excited to have a multi-Grammy award winner and a former lead man or current lead man of the band Kansas. It's hard to keep up with who's in that band. I mean, people leave, people come back. Uh, but now you're you're doing your own thing in this new album, uh, The Amazing Grace. Uh, very very inspirational music on here. So uh, excited to have you back, and your voice is still sounding great after all these years. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm actually formally out now in Kansas, but uh, really excited about these uh, these solo records that I'm putting out, especially this one. Yeah, I heard you on a on an interview in the past talking about how you used to listen to a lot of vinyl records, and uh, around here we collect vinyl records at the radio station, and it seems like Vinyl's making this huge comeback, and uh, it was an influence, I know, on you as a kid. Do you remember some of those records you were jamming out to uh, when you were a kid? Oh, gosh, do I ever. I can't, I can't believe that, you know, I mean, LPs went dormant for so long, and they were, like, just useless, you know? And I can't believe I had a whole, you know, we'd do garage sales, and I'd sell 50 of them for 25 cents. I could just, you know, it was, it was horrible, man. I should have held on to them. But I did manage to hold on to a lot of them. And my 20-year-old son, we went out and bought a turntable. And uh, I've done about four out of the last five records of my solo records in vinyl. And we plan on doing this in vinyl as well. Yeah, John Elefante, formerly with Kansas, uh, has a brand new album that is uh, dropping. And it's called The Amazing Grace. I- I've had a chance to, uh, to listen to some of the album. I, I heard a-, a lyric that I was going to ask you about. It's, for the first time in my life, I'm not giving in. Uh, so I'm curious, and, and such a powerful song. That's, the I think, the lead single on, on the new album. Those words, when you say you're not giving in, what, what are the things that you're not giving into now at this point? Well, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of person that when, when you know, when, the, when things were really tough, you know, it was easier for me to kind of just give in than to, than to push through it. And, you know, as we were going through this pandemic, I said, no, I'm not just going to lay down for this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push through it. I mean, I'm going to push hard. And that's kind of what, what I was referencing in that lyric. Um, we, we try to keep the lyrics, you know, through such a horrible situation as this pandemic was, we try to keep the lyrics on this record with a very positive positive twist. And not a, not not like a, not a schmaltzy positive, everything's going to be rosy. That's not what I mean. We You know, there was enough negative news everywhere. With this. I mean, you, we all remember it. I mean, some of it's still going on uh, about, you know, the whole pandemic thing and what it could potentially do. And it was killing all these people, which was terrible. And, and uh, so we, we just tried to keep a positive message, you know, uh, during the pandemic. And I think we pulled it off. You actually caught COVID, right? Did uh, How did it affect you? I did. Well, it, I, I won't say it was mild, but it was, uh, it was, it was a little, little tougher than mild. But the, the worst part of it was I couldn't think for two and a half months. I just couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't get up in my high range, and you know, without that, man, I, 
I'm just I'm no, I'm no singer at all. You live up in that uh, falsetto. What's the secret? Because you know you've been hitting those high notes uh, since late seventies, and you're still hitting them. Is there a secret? Because some of these guys you hear they get older, they they can't quite hit those notes anymore. But you you still you still got it. What's keeping uh, What's keeping that vocal cord so strong? You know what? Actually, I don't have a falsetto at all. I mean, that's all full voice. I would I would say just the short answer would be that uh, at about 17, I started losing my high range because we were doing nightclubs when I was 17 years old. And I couldn't sing above an A natural anymore. And I said, like, what, you know, what's up with this, man? I used to sing that Boston stuff easily. And then I started losing my high range, so I stopped singing for two years and took uh, some operatic training, operatic vocal training. The same teacher that taught Michael Jackson and Stevie Wonder had similar issues to what I had. And... Um, I used the Seth Riggs technique, and they gave me seven notes on my range. It was unbelievable. And they taught me how to sing without hurting myself. So I think it's really paid off all these years to learn how to sing correctly to where you're not damaging your vocal cords. I mean, sometimes I hear people sing, and it just hurts. What was the name of the technique, the, the technique you just mentioned? What do they call that? Oh, it's, uh, the, the guy that invented this technique, his name is Seth Riggs. What, uh, what, can can you give us a brief synopsis of what is the technique? Zoom call, I, I demonstrate, but you know, a lot of singers squeeze like that when they're saying. He teaches you how to let the air flow through. <laughs> I don't mean to, to blow out your radio listeners, but oh no, man, that was uh, sounded good. <laughs> I feel that way I can do it. You know, it's it, it's singing high should not be hard. It, it, it should uh, if the air is flowing correctly through your vocal cords. I don't mean to give you a bit of vocal lesson here, but. If it's, if it's flowing correctly, I mean, it should resonate even more and sound even better. Are you kidding me? Getting a, a, a little voice coach here from a, a little singing insight from the great John Elefante. This is great, man. <laughs> Don't say you're sorry. Keep going. Give us more, please. Oh, my God. Well, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's, like I said, it, I gained six or seven notes on my range. And at first, it's like it was really strange. It's like, I, I can't sing like that. You know, you know, you don't sing from your gut; you sing from your face. I know that sounds weird, but that's that's um, that's part of the separate technique. John Elefante, our guest here with a new album. It's called "The Amazing Grace," and it's available. When is the album dropping? It's this week, right? Twenty second. And you'll be able to get it to uh, be streaming everywhere. And uh, you also, I think, just mentioned you're going to have a vinyl version of it come out at some point as well. Yeah, the problem with vinyl these days is. Takes so long to get on the docket to, to, to you know to even. I mean, they're so backed up. I'm hearing it's taken six to seven months to even, you know, submit. So, you know, I I don't think the vinyl will be out for another. I'm going to say at least five to six months. Well, we'll get our hands on that uh, digital copy, uh, The Amazing Grace. Uh, how do you define your version of The Amazing Grace? Because you said this isn't really uh, exactly Amazing Grace, which is the hymn. We're all familiar with, uh, but uh, right. what? What? How do you define your version of the Amazing Grace? Well, first, first of all, it's, it's the title track in the record. But to, to to define how I see the Amazing Grace, there's there's so many times in life where you know we worry about things and and and, and these big things are in front of us that we have to face every day, and you know, and and a lot of us are, are served up grace, you know, grace to, to get through it. 
And I think just grace is an amazing thing. I mean, when you forgive a friend, when a friend forgives me, when I, you know, when I help somebody, somebody helps me, that's all great. And, you know, the, the way I see it, it's, it's, it's grace from God. And, and I just think it's a wonderful thing. You can't see or touch it, but it's, it, it's grace is a, is a wonderful gesture, you know, and it's, I'm so glad it's around. It is, it is, and it is amazing. It's very amazing. I see situations of, of people giving and getting grace in my life that were just unbelievable. Well, when you got the lead gig at uh, with the band Kansas, they were really popular. They had had a couple albums that uh, had some hit singles on them. And from what I understand, you didn't feel as though you were very graceful during the audition. You were nervous. Uh, you were young. You were young. And you didn't really have the confidence, uh, but it's a great story. I, I've heard you tell it, but I, I don't know that all of our audience has heard the story. So if you could go back to that day, I, be, I think it was 81, and Kansas is a big band, one of the biggest bands in, in, in the country at the time, and all of a sudden, John Elefante, our guest, has his shot to maybe be the lead guy. And how did it go down? Well, there's, there's a lot of backstory before that that would take too much time to, to explain, but uh, I think... I think one of the most important things was I, they wanted me to go in the studio and sing one of the songs from the new record. I forget what song it, it was now, but the band wasn't there. It was over the Christmas holiday. So it was only me. My brother was there with me for, for support and Bud Carr, the manager, and Ken. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Scott, better known as a producer of David Bowie, Supertramp, Beatles. I mean, I was pretty intimidated, to say the least. You know, here's this, here's this little snot-nosed kid from Long Beach, California, walking into the studio with a heavyweight like Ken Scott, roll tape, and my knees were shaking. I'm serious. I, I could feel my knees were shaking, and, and <laughs> I mean, I was my voice was very quivery, and I thought, man, I really blew this one good. So I, I think I sang a song and a half, and they said, that's cool, we got it. Come on in, you know, I, I, we had a little small talk in the studio, and all right, man, we appreciate it. I pretty much thought it was over there, that, you know, what they just heard was not going to cut it. And I got in the car with my brother, and he said, uh, you got the gig, bro. I said, what are you talking about, man? That was a horrible performance. He said, they knew you were nervous, man. They knew you were nervous, but, but your voice fit perfectly with that music. It was like, it was a marriage. It was meant to be. You got the gig. Start packing your bag. This is exactly what he told me. Start packing your bag. And a few weeks after that, or maybe longer, I went to rehearse with the band in Atlanta. I still hadn't gotten the gig. But that's when I got to meet all the guys at the band. And uh, 
they didn't want to work on any of their material. They wanted to work on my material. So we, we were working up a song called It's Time We Face It. And um, those guys had already rehearsed it and kind of made it, you know, it, it inherently had that Kansas sound, of course. And I'll never forget the first time I heard one of my songs, you know, being played by the group Kansas. It was, it was like, this, it was an out-of-body experience, man. I mean, just hearing that with, you know, Robbie coming in with the violin and Carrie doing what he does on keyboards and it was just it was just magical i know that you uh are very have a lot of admiration for carrie livgren of course you know he feels like he is kansas but what what's your relationship like now with carrie and uh and do you see the two of you ever getting back in the studio and making some magic well you know uh have you heard of carrie's cantata record have you heard about that i have not no carrie just put out a record that he's been working on for over 35 years called uh, cantata um, the Resurrection of Lazarus, and incidentally, it's a, it's, a, it's an incredible record, man. It's like it's it's almost like a um, I don't know how to explain it, but it's it's very different than a regular Kansas or, or Kerry Lincoln studio record. You know, some songs are only a minute and a half long. Some songs are only forty seconds long, but it reads like a like a play. It, it, it plays like a play on, on record on vinyl. And uh, I played the I played the character of Lazarus, so I have a lot of standout parts on that record. So, to answer your question as to if we've worked together, yes. And I, you know, I speak to Carrie fairly often. We're still good friends, and um, I don't know how much he's going out doing live, but uh, I, 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 I wish that his cantata record would, would get the notoriety it deserves. We'll have to uh, check it out. Yeah, I mean, he was amazing, and uh, the sound that he had really was uh, the sound of Kansas, all those hit records that uh, we've been singing along to all, all these times. Why do you think Kerry uh, left Kansas? I mean, how, how, could, uh, how could he leave a band that, uh, that, that he meant so much for? What, what do you think made him leave? I think he, he, uh, I think he just wanted to try some different things. He had a group, he, he started a group called AD. Um, I, you know, I, I think he was feeling... And he was feeling a lot of pressure from the at that time the record companies were wanting hit, 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 and that's when you know MTV was coming on the scene. And Kerry felt like you know I don't want to just come up with these schmaltzy hits, man. I write what I write, and you know uh, Kansas was getting a ton of pressure to come up with hits, and um, I think Kerry just got a little burned out on it. He decided to exit him and Dave Hope, and that's that's when I left. What's your relationship like with uh, Steve Walsh? Of course. Uh... Former lead man of Kansas is, you know, you guys both kind of uh, went back and forth with that gig. Was it something where uh, you guys were friendly? I really don't know the backstory, but I would think that there had to be some competition there as well. What's What was the relationship like with Steve Walsh, if any? Well, first of all, I never met him. I, I've never met Steve Walsh. Even to this I day? You, you've, I'm sorry? You've, you've never met him to this day? I've never, I've, I've never met him to this day. I would never consider myself in competition with Steve Walsh because he's the mentor and I'm the student. That's the way I still see it. I'm the guy that's one of the most phenomenal singers ever. You know, he's up there, in my opinion, with Lou Graham and Steve Perry. And, you know, I would never see myself in competition with, with Steve Walsh. But I've, I've, I've tried to write him. I've, I had his email address. Uh, I wrote him on Facebook, a private message, probably six or seven or eight times to really tell him how much he meant to me as a singer. And never heard back from him. Amazing. Not a peep. Not a peep. 
Well, we're joined with the multi-Grammy award-winning John Elefante. He has a brand new album out called The Amazing Grace. I know you're really strong in your faith. I feel like faith lately has really been tested. It's really odd times that we're in, and especially now with all this information that comes from different places, people can be, you know, persuade other ways. What do you think the state of faith in this country is right now? Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm trying to figure that out. I don't know. It's, it's, you know, this war in Ukraine's a little scary. I mean, is it going to escalate? You know, are we going to be dragged into it? I mean, that that that's a scary thought. Um, you know, there's there's, I I I don't know. I I think our country's a little confused as a whole right now. Would you agree? Oh yeah, for sure. And the, even the kids today, like I have two younger children, teenagers, and the information they can get right there on on their telephone. And uh, you know, there's no accountability now with writing articles and putting out information it's uh it's just that i feel bad for the youth of today because they're influenced in so many ways i mean we were kind of just influenced by zeppelin and the beatles and, you know <laughs> we didn't have a whole whole lot of that information at our fingertips no, exactly. and uh it's just and, 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 what, and what your kids are hearing you don't know if it's true or not yeah it's like we're in a world if we you don't know. know what to believe uh we're, we're taught uh at this point uh you know you have to be uh, careful, because uh, you never know if uh, if someone's telling telling the truth nowadays. It's um, I mean, may, the woke. It's the woke world. We're all so woke, John. I think is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would agree, my friend. And then finally, you know, uh, it's- speaking of faith, I'm wondering if you have faith in the Tennessee Titans this year. I know you are a season ticket holder. How are you feeling about uh, them Titans this year? It's funny you should just ask because on my on my lap is my laptop, and I'm reading about. AJ Brown, the receiver that's, that's holding out for more money. I've been a, I've been a season ticket holder since 1999. I was at the Super Bowl when they played the Rams. Um, how do I feel about them this coming year? Right now, not too good. I love Ryan Tannehill as a person, as he's a great dad, he's a great citizen. But man, when, it went, when when I was at that game when they played Cincinnati in the first play of the game, he threw a pick. I just went, oh no. He had a hell of a run, though. He had a hell of a run a couple of years ago where it was like, who is this guy, Joe Montana? And uh, maybe the defenses have figured him out. He did. He had a resurgence, and, and uh, I, I don't know what happened. I mean, you know, the receivers kept getting hurt. Julio Jones didn't play up the expectation. He was hurt all the time. But, hey, we, you know, we, we, you know, we got, we got a, a bye week and two home games and couldn't get past the first one. I love that passion. I love that passion, John. Whenever you say we, man, I know that you're all in on it. So, uh, 
you know, good I'm luck. All in, Dave. <laughs> good, good luck on those Titans. And man, thanks for the time. Uh, one of the great voices of uh, rock and roll music of music period, uh, John Elefante, multi Grammy award winner. And thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.